Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Well, the legacy of Simone Biles continues as she took home a record seventh national women's all-around title at the U.S. Gymnastics Championship in Fort Worth, Texas on Sunday. What a story she is, and she'll continue to be in the news all summer. On another point, I'm curious to see what comes from the exhibition boxing match between Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul on Sunday. Well, you could call it a boxing match. While some reports this morning state it could lead to other exhibitions aimed to diversifying and growing boxing's fan base, other reports emphasize that viewers weren't happy about paying for a relatively boring event. The event was promoted by Mayweather Promotions and distributed by Showtime. Did you watch it? What did you think? If you get a chance, let me know. Be interested to hear. This is your morning buzzcast for Monday, June 7th. I'm Abe Matcor, the start of another work week. Let's start with some news around soccer because the inaugural CONCACAF Nationals League Final was played last night in Denver. And the U.S. men's national team beat Mexico 3-2 before a crowd of nearly 38,000 at Empower Field. Now, it marked the first U.S. men's national team win over Mexico in a non-friendly match since 2013. And while many at CONCACAF will be pleased with a brand new tournament that was designed to fill some dates, the event certainly wasn't without issue. The match was marred by unruly fan behavior. That included objects thrown on the field. It had a fan rush on the field. The match was halted by officials because of a homophobic chant in Spanish from the crowd. It was the second straight match involving Mexico. Mexico to be halted by a CONCACAF referee because of the chant. Spectators had been warned over the public address system just before halftime to refrain from using the chant. U.S. men's national team coach Greg Berhalter, after the game, said he was very happy with the win, but said of the contest that overtime, quote, was just a complete mess, end quote. So while the event for CONCACAF seems to be something they can build on and grow from, certainly fan behavior can continues to be an issue. Let's move on to some college football news. Expect a chilly relationship between Stanford football coach David Shaw and Fox Sports. Why? Well, the coach criticized Fox Sports for placing his team's September 4th season opening football game against Kansas State in Arlington, Texas at its noon Eastern time spot. Now, he does not like that because he says his players' body clocks are at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Shaw was very emphatic, said he was pissed at Fox for the kickoff time, called it incredibly disrespectful, and that it showed a lack of understanding of what players have to do, and it also showed a lack of care for student athletes. I don't anticipate Fox to make any changes. Fox loves its big noon package. Remember, it started that package in 2000. So I don't expect any changes, but it is rare 
to see a coach criticize a network partner so emphatically. Keep your eye on this story. Let's shift to hockey because big news for the NHL and the Stanley Cup playoffs. ESPN is reporting that the NHL has reached an agreement with the Canadian government that will allow for teams to travel across the border between the U.S. and Canada. This would start with the semifinals of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Teams traveling to Canada from the U.S. will be able to play, but they will have to arrive via a private plane. They'll have daily COVID testing. They'll remain in a modified quarantine bubble, but it's a big step for the league as it will certainly impact the winner of the Montreal Winnipeg series. The Canadians are up 3-0. They'll play the winner of the Golden Knights Avalanche series, and it could also impact the Stanley Cup final. So a very big move for the NHL. Congratulations to reach a deal with the Canadian government. Staying with the NHL, the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs averaged a total audience delivery of about 643,000 viewers. That's across NBC, NBC Sports Network, USA, CNBC, and digital outlets. That is up 6% from the first round in 2020. But remember, that first round started in mid-August after the pandemic-induced delay to the season. Now, in terms of spring starts to the playoffs, when you do a real apples-to-apples comparison, this first round is the NHL's least-watched first round since 2000. And 13. So we're going to want to see if these numbers can build during the playoffs as they are some great playoff series and some very big names and marquee teams remaining in the Stanley Cup playoffs. What a weekend in golf. First, he had John Rahm and the unfortunate story of him having to withdraw from the Memorial Tournament after Saturday's round after he tested positive for COVID. You felt for him as you watched how he was informed by officials just off the 18th green, told that he had to withdraw despite being ahead by six strokes, and you saw how emotional he was. Meanwhile, Bryson DeChambeau said that he believes the PGA Tour may need to step in if the feud between him and Brooks Kepka escalates toward encouraging poor fan behavior. This comes after Friday. About 10 spectators were ejected at the memorial after they taunted DeChambeau by saying things like Brooks or other comments, some of which were made during his backswing. He said over the weekend that the tour may need to handle things if things escalate and get out of control. It should be noted that Kepka offered to supply beer for the fans who were evicted from the Memorial Tournament for taunting DeChambeau. So again, DeChambeau saying the tour may need to intercede if this gets out of control. Another story we're going to want to keep an eye on. Shifting to baseball, the league continues to work with Nike to make its jerseys and uniforms more appealing to new fans, and the Chicago White Sox did their part over the weekend. They unveiled their City Connect Nike uniform that featured Southside written across the chest. It's a dark jersey with white pinstripes. It's a cool look. These City Connect jerseys by Nike have been a hit with the players and the fans. They did them with the Red Sox, the Marlins, now the White Sox. Anecdotally, I'm hearing the jersey sales are very strong. In fact, on Saturday, the White Sox held a watch party at Navy Pier where they had more jerseys available for sale because all the other jersey retail locations had seen sellout. So again, these Nike City Connect uniforms going and selling well 
at retail. A couple of quick hitters to end the morning buzzcast. The Heat and FTX over the weekend formally converted the name of the downtown Miami venue from American Airlines Arena to FTX Arena. That's the cryptocurrency exchange, which will take over as lead sponsor. That signed a 19-year deal worth $135 million for naming rights and a major sponsorship agreement with the Miami Heat. I found that interesting that FTX founder and CEO Sam Bankman-Fried said that while he had seen the building many times online, last week was his first time he actually visited the building in person. He says he loves the deal with the Heat, and he said that Miami has reinvented itself as a technology hub and has been very welcoming to new business, especially cryptocurrency. So again, the Heat and FTX formally unveiling their new partnership over the weekend. And we're going to end with names like we do normally on the Morning Buzzcast. First, Northwestern has landed Landed its athletic director, naming Derek Gregg as its new AD. Gregg had been at the NCAA handling inclusion, education, and community engagement. He had joined the NCAA just last August. He had been the athletic director at Tulsa for many years, so a short stint at the NCAA. Now he returns to campus going to Northwestern. Northwestern had been looking for a new athletic director after Mike Poliski resigned from his position on May 12th. Poliski's resignation came just nine days after he was hired to replace Jim Phillips, but of course there was controversy there. He resigned. Now Northwestern has landed Derek Gregg, so congratulations to him. And a very interesting hire by Monumental Sports, Catherine Evans is joining the Washington Wizards as the first woman to head the research and analytics department of an NBA franchise. She will oversee Monumental Basketball's research department with the title of Vice President of Research and Information Systems. She was previously at the Toronto Raptors, where she was Director of Strategic Research, but now she becomes the first woman to head the research or analytics department of an NBA franchise. So congratulations to Catherine Evans. And that is your Morning Buzzcast for Monday, June 7th. Again, the start of another week. I'm Abe Madcore. Take care of yourself. Be good to each other and I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.